Well, hey, hey, everybody. Hey. Hello. Welcome to our podcast, friends. We are so glad that you've decided to join us in conversations where we challenge you and each other to think critically, to be free to ask questions, to dive a little deeper in your search for the truth around the topics that concern us most. And guys, we decided we, as really our first official podcast on a specific topic, as Amy said last week, we're going in the deep end. Diving <laughs> in. We're going to dive straight into talking about the C word, the, the five letter C the word. The five letter C, the C word. New C word. The new C word. COVID. Gosh, anyone sick of hearing it? I mean, really. It's but, not a new C word. Yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been a year. It's been a year where it's been the top topic of conversation, I think, for most of us. And guys, our goal here is to provide facts as we find them or information as we find it around COVID from the therapeutics, the vaccine, the risks, um, you know, the way that it's impacted our society. It's, it's our goal not to tell you what to think about any of this. Okay. And we want that to be abundantly clear. We don't want to try to convince you to share our thoughts or our feelings around this topic in any way, shape or form. We are not creating a platform to preach a message here other than to just challenge you to think along with us. Our goal is just to share some information we've discovered surrounding this topic today. And we know it can be divisive. We know it can elicit a lot of emotions. But again, we want to make sure you understand. We want you to form. And you can even share your own opinion with us as you choose. So it's about adding facts and information to the conversation. Now, I want to be clear, we're not experts. Kristen brings expertise as an ER nurse of what, 17 years? Mm -hmm. 17 years to the table. Um, she has her um, bachelor's degree from the University of North Carolina and has practiced as a nurse. So she knows way more than me and Amy about a lot of this stuff. Um, we're just American citizens though, guys, trying to stay informed about the topics that concern us most. So let's dive in. All right, girls, there seems to be two basic camps right now. And we've always said that this has become politicized. Mm -hmm. We see the divide. There's kind of two camps around COVID, right? There's one camp that seems that they have a fear of COVID. And then there's a camp that seems that they have a fear of government control or mandates mm -hmm. or loss of freedom. Yep. Yeah. So both camps are dealing with fear here, right? Yes. Everybody, I mean, let's be real. Didn't everybody, they, we've, we've encountered fear Absolutely. in 2020. Well, we got to recognize our own fears and be honest about them when diving into this topic. I think this is why this becomes emotional so quickly. It pricks the fears in mm -hmm. people. But fear disrupts our ability to think. And that's how I want to kick this off today. And the University of Minnesota has a website called Taking Charge of Your Health and Well-Being. And it had this really interesting take, uh, science-based take on fear. It says fear can interrupt processes in our brains that allow us to regulate emotions, read nonverbal cues and other information presented to us to reflect before acting and act ethically. So it impacts our ability to do that. This impacts our thinking and our decision-making in negative ways, leaving us susceptible to intense emotions and impulsive reactions. All of these effects can leave us unable to act appropriately. Basically, the brain short circuits more rational processing paths when you're afraid. Isn't that interesting? Well, so it true. Is. And it is so true. Right? And so what one psychologist said that fear and critical thinking are like oil and water. 
they don't go together. Yes. Yeah. And I think that maybe that was my key to understanding why people were seeing this in vastly different ways and then were opposing one another in a way that I was like, this is getting weird. Yeah. But if you really want to look deeper into it, I believe fear is the motivating factor that has caused us to come against each other. It's also Mm -hmm. been the factor in keeping us from seeing things for what they are. And so girls, we're going to say... I have two questions, or mm-hmm. we have we have actually a lot of questions a lot of around questions. this, Lots of right? Yeah. A lot of questions. <laughs> we're going to dive into that, but we are going to we'll we'll admit we've had fears around this as well. Yes. Might get into some of that, and that's what we're going to dive into. But we're going to agree to participate in this conversation. That in doing so, we're going to do our best to lay down those fears, to open our minds up to alternative ways of seeing this, and alternative thoughts around this topic, and. We just want our audience to, to join us in that same manner. So everybody go with laying down the fear. I'm laying it down. All I'm right. It down. We're just going to stick to our role that diversity in thought is welcome. Ass hats or not. Yes. Okay. And so Hashtag we also know. No ass hats. Exactly. And we also <laughs> know that when people can't attack the information, they attack the person. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we're going to stick to information. Okay. All right, girls, let's get started. All right. We, we call this podcast Just Think. So... Tell me, what was your just think moment during COVID? Okay, well, I'll go first. So my my just think moment, I think, was, well, let me start with this, with the whole fear thing and COVID. When, when this first came around, what was it like? February March. or March, yeah. right yeah. around March. And I remember... Um, I remember talking to my mom Running on the phone. The airport. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think I had COVID. That's a whole different podcast. <laughs> if only y'all could have seen us. Yes. It was insane. Anyway, and my mom was saying that somebody had told her, um, I think it was her financial advisor. She was at some meeting and said um, the one thing that he was most worried about in this coming year that was going to affect financials and just the world in general was COVID. And I'm and I was kind of like, what's that? Or, you yeah. know, it's like, well, it's going to be, I think it's going to be worse than people are thinking. It's, it's heading it this way. And I honestly had no, really no idea anything mm-hmm. about it until we come home from school on a Friday with the kids and we get a message and it's like the world shut down. We're, we have to socially distance. And no time, and no time in history have we ever had to do that where there's a sickness and we have to stay away from people. We have to like lock down basically. Never. And so I was all in. I'm like, you know, my daughter was getting ready to have her fifth birthday and my parents were supposed to be coming from Charlotte. And I said, we don't think it's smart for you to come. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want you to be here so bad, but like what, we don't know what this is. What if we get you sick? What if something happens? You know, I gave, I would definitely was in that fear in the beginning. Um, and I, I kind of stayed in that. And we did. We followed the mandates. You know, mm-hmm. we and Kristen did too. You know, yep. we, we even socially distanced from each other. Yeah. That's and right. I, can't I mean, that was and like we the first time we had all, ever like done ever. that. Like, we met, we did, <laughs> I was going to say, in the history of your lives, we, we even did a drive by birthday for Haley. And they yeah. had just been together. Like, you know, it's just. Yeah. It's just that's what we did. But like, but yeah, the people came to Haley to say happy birthday and didn't come inside and didn't even like hardly get off their bikes or out of the car. And that's yeah. how her fifth birthday was. Absolutely. And that's just what we did because we felt like we were doing what we had to do. We were doing what yep. we needed to do, and and we were following the rules. And it was really out of the protection of others. That was really right. like that our yeah. 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 keep everybody I safe. Didn't want yep. to be the one, that one person, <laughs> yeah, that one hooligan yeah. that gave someone COVID and something right. bad happened. Absolutely. Um, but then you know later on that summer, I guess it was probably like July. Um, I happened to run across a video, and started getting some traction going a little bit viral on Facebook of these doctors. They were all in their white lab coats. There was probably like, I don't know, 12 of them or something. They were on the steps of the Supreme court and they were screaming at the top of their lungs. Like, what are we doing? There are treatments for this. We don't need to be doing this. We don't need to shut down our economy. 
People don't need to be unnecessarily dying. Um, you know, there are proven therapeutics that can help people, you know, avoid respirators, ventilators, death in the hospitals. And I started to listen to what they were saying, not knowing anything about them, but just like, huh, well, what is this all about? Next thing I know, it's banned, censored off of um, all social media platforms. And the doctor that was speaking up, um, her license was pulled and she was fired. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, that immediately like lit a little bit of a spark in my brain. Like, well, wait a minute. I, I just, if it, if it's going to help somebody, like wh why are we censoring? Mm -hmm. And you know, I think I had PTSD from uh, <laughs> being censored for saying, for, save the children. Right. Right. Like, exactly. earlier yes. that spring, we listened know? to our previous like, podcast for that. Yeah. It's like podcast that, that planted the seed. It planted sure. the seed that like, this is weird. Like why, why is information being censored? And it almost made me, it's kind of like, don't push the big red button. Don't push the big red button. It's like when you're telling me not to do something or where you're saying, don't look at this, don't look at this. Well, naturally. You do. You do. You're going to want to know, like, well, what are they saying? So then I started um, just looking a little bit in, more into what those doctors specifically, mm -hmm. Dr. Simone Gold and Dr. Stella Emanuel, mm -hmm. um, just kind of what, they're, what they were saying, what they were trying to say before their voices were, were silenced. And I know I shared that with you mm -hmm. as well, Kristen. And, yeah. and these were medical doctors yes. who were currently treating COVID, yes. who were seeing success right. in treating COVID patients. Right. And they were trying to scream at the rooftop saying, look, we're And they were trying to share what they knew. Right. We're trying to share what we know. Like this, it doesn't have to be this way. And then next thing I know, they were silenced. And then next thing I know, um, they're crazy. They're lunatics. They're conspiracy theorists. They are off their rockers. Like Banned, just ostracized. Right. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. they were saying that, that don't listen to them. Their, their credit was completely gone. Um, and so, but I just can't just discredit someone that quickly. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's why, that, that was my... I guess my just think moment when everything for me was like, well, wait a minute, there's more to this story. Like, yeah, I want to know what, what, what are they trying to tell us? What's Why going on? Why are they not allowed to tell us? Yeah. Like, what is that about? And you know, I didn't realize till I listened to Dr. Peter McCullough. We'll talk about him later. Mm -hmm. I'm sure when I listened to him, one of the foremost authorities, peer reviewed mm -hmm. doctors. Um, and when he said that doctors historically, when there was an outbreak of anything or there was a new virus disease, whatever, they would work together and say, what are you seeing? Right. How do we treat they this? They collaborated. He said COVID was the first time that that stopped. And everybody said, look to the federal government to tell you how to handle the disease. But it really should be doctors on the front lines telling right. us what's working and what's not because practicing medicine which yeah. is what they do it's what they're paid to right. do right yeah well, dr mccullough said i remember that same interview said you know why wasn't there a weekly um press conference yeah. with a team of doctors you know up there like a collaborative team to say mm -hmm. all right here's the things we're working on yeah. here's what we found here's what we're seeing in this hospital that hospital yeah um so it was just kind of that just started becoming real strange right right yes and and of course the censorship was one of my first clues there too and so Amy would Amy sent that to me and Amy's like you know she, this girl does some research she doesn't think she does but she does it but then I just take it a little bit further she takes it further I, I do, do the, the deep level yeah and she she's in the shallow end and I go in the deep oh, she's not shallow end but you know I go I go a little, <laughs> little bit deeper yes. you know you get obsessive right? well yeah. I do but well especially when it comes to mandates mm -hmm. and taking our rights away yeah. and putting things in our bodies that you know somebody making me do that so like to me even just coming from the medical perspective, we've never had something where you just wait, where it's like, oh, you're just scared. You're either going to get this virus and likely die is what they were trying to tell everybody, or you wait for a, 
some miracle vaccine, uh, you know, something that's been, you know, produced in the shortest amount possible. I don't care how much they say that there was safety data. There's no long-term safety data. We have no idea what's going to happen. And you can't say that. And say, of course, we've learned a lot more and I can share more about that. But to me, it was more like, it was like the waiting. I'm like, so what do you do while you're waiting? Like, where's our treatment? You know, what can we do to prevent it? What can we do if we get it? Yes. And all it was, was, and I even talked to my, you know, ER, you know, colleagues and stuff. And I asked them what they were doing. They're like, you know, people came in with mild symptoms. They basically were just saying, you have it, go home, quarantine, come back if you get worse. And so then when they come back they're they're it's too late. And, and I really think that that's a lot of what was happening. And in addition to Dr. Simone Gold and Dr. Stella Emanuel and stuff, I started looking into them. Then I saw Dr. Pierre Corey and Dr. McCullough. They even spoke at, and I don't know if it was them together or separately, but I know they were at a Senate hearing. Speaking of, I know Dr. Corey was talking about ivermectin and they were talking about all these other therapies. And I went to go look at that video and share it and it was banned. And they had no... From a this, Senate hearing. Yes, from a Senate hearing. And this is This not, should be public knowledge. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether you agree with what anyone said in a Senate hearing. Right. That Why it should censor? be America's public knowledge. Right. And, and that's where I was like, what? Okay, th- this isn't even political. Why no. is this becoming political? And then uh, there was this amazing um, article, uh, the American Journal of Medicine, and Dr. Peter McCullough was the one that put this out. And there it said, I can't remember the name of it. I'll have to look at it, but we'll attach the link. But it had all kinds of therapies that have been used and proven. And even if it's off-label, it was safe and effective. And um, you go and, you know, look at that and you've got these treatments. And you're like, why aren't people talking about this? And then I started looking at emergency use authorization because I truly didn't even know a lot about emergency use authorization. Like, what are their criteria? And one of the criteria, uh, there's four. And, you know, and I can go over those, but the main one that I honed in on or whatever was that there's no other treatment available. Mm -hmm. And that was when I was like, hmm, this must be why they are censoring and banning all these doctors talking about other treatments because otherwise you don't get an approval for emergency use. So basically you started to suspect Uh that maybe what was happening was they wanted to quiet all these doctors who were treating COVID successfully and talking about it. They wanted to silence them because there were already these vaccines that were in the works and that that was going to be, we could not get vaccines. Emergency use means they were going to only allow those emergency use vaccines if there were not really reputable treatments. Right. There were proven treatments for COVID. Exactly. Okay. So that's that was your just think moment, really, yeah. of like, okay, now I've really got to understand what's happening here. Right. And never have we ever, like, had some illness and not had anything to tell people to do. To like, do. where you're only focusing yeah. on, let's focus on the healthy people that don't really even need it yes. and let's who who cares about not who cares but yeah. sound, seems like it yeah. the sick people like what do you do with the sick people right, right you know and dr Corey, i remember him saying that when they get to the icu it's too late he can't save them That's and right. what he was saying i mean he was he got emotional yeah. in this interview I, I remember seeing it this was after the senate hearing and he got emotional with the reporter and i just remember saying thinking this guy li- genuinely he cares. cares and he He's said that he said I, the the most important thing is early 
outpatient Out. treatment. Yes. Early outpatient treatment with anything. Right. Why are so, we suppressing Well, that? I just remember there was a couple things. Uh, we had some friends who thought they had COVID, went to the doctor. That, at that point, the testing was not available. Right. And, you know, they were having a hard time keeping the tests in. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't take the test, so they sent them home and said, look, you probably have it. You might have it. Who knows? Um, but if you can't breathe, go to the emergency room. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, so there's no, you're not telling there's them what to else. like do yeah. this, do this, do this, you know, to try to prevent it. And then there was the doctor who came out and I can't even remember the full scope of what he shared, but again, censorship, he came out and said, we don't have a flu season. We have a vitamin D deficiency yes, season. Yes, do you remember that? Right. And I thought, yes. how smart He's was that so to good. say, he, because the science was indicating, and again, we can share this, that people who were contracting mm-hmm. COVID and having horrible bouts with it were very often very vitamin D deficient. Yes, mm-hmm. the percentages were, were crazy. Yes, crazy. and so yeah. one of the preventative measures would have been, hey, make sure you're taking your vitamin D, your vitamin C. Remember, there was there was yeah. a protocol out there to say, hey, if you want to protect yourself ivermectin was one of them Mm -hmm. they said if you want to protect yourself from covid you can do these things and it seemed that nobody wanted to talk about prevention they just wanted to talk about hurry up get that vaccine out Mm -hmm. now i think many of us thought yeah hurry up because we can get back to normal i mean as selfish as that may sound in some ways we were craving normalcy so of course we wanted we wanted anything that was going to help us get there right but it was glaringly obviously obvious to me we weren't talking about prevention we weren't talking about treatment even when the sitting president of the united states mentions hydrochloroquine never heard of that in my life right my dad had spent some time in africa malaria it's the malaria drug right he knew all about it he's like yeah it's cheap and, mm-hmm. and that was the other thing i thought hmm, hmm. treatment's not expensive there's mm-hmm. no money in that that's interesting right and that's when I think we all just started sharing information and saying, did you see this? Mm-hmm. Did you hear that? And started to realize that perhaps the mainstream narrative that was being put out there was not based in fact, but that there was instead perhaps, and we just present this as a perhaps, an agenda mm-hmm. that went beyond what we were seeing. Is that fair enough to say? That's I, fair, because I think that if they, I mean, to me, and I know you guys probably agree, if they really cared about helping us through this. They would be on the biggest news channel, TV stations every night saying, every American, go get your vitamin D. Every American, yes. start taking your vitamin C. You know, do the, you know, do these things to help keep us healthy, especially when there's data to prove that the yes. vitamin D does actually, in fact, help with survival from COVID. But yes. they didn't. But they didn't so do that. Like, well, also, when they know that what was it? I think it's 96% of the COVID-related deaths. And I say COVID-related mm-hmm. because they have also openly admitted that they call any death with someone that ha- that is positive with COVID a COVID-related it was death, counted. even though that did not cause the death. Okay, But 96% of them um, had co- three or more comorbidities. That's okay? right. Was it 96% um, or 94%? Do you remember? I don't know why I thought. Oh, they anyway, changed, it's high. They changed the percentage, okay. too, quietly. It's, and the CDC. It's, it's either 94, 95, 96. It was Where, maybe it was 94% and 6%. And 6%. Okay, I think it was that might 6% be right, but they changed it. Okay. Did not, but the 94%. So either way, it was, yeah. it's very high that it's three or more comorbidities, and the top ones are obesity and diabetes. Yes. And so if they know that, mm-hmm. why are we not having a huge public health initiative 
on you know weight loss immune health and you know diabetes reducing sugar like education on that but all it is is just get the vaccine get the vaccine bribes mandates and 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 close the gyms close the gyms close the beaches how does that make sense yeah yeah. And like and 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 the mandates and sports for kids. The mandates yeah. is really what kills me too is because they don't even mandate anything else. Right. Uh, yet they're going to mandate something that was just created. And when you start doing that for everybody, not just the sickest or most, you know, at risk. That's when you really start thinking too, like, wait a minute. That is when you do think, like, I don't want to think like this. I don't want to think there's an agenda. No. I don't want to think. I don't know what the intention is. I want to believe the best. But if the intention is health and science, Mm -hmm. then it doesn't seem like that is where they're going with this. And that's not where the education and focus is. So that's that's just where a lot of our questions came. And then the bribes, right, Amy? So what? So Well, I know I'm, I'm almost tempted to save the um, the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, almost totally, for part two, yeah. right? Um, because I think that's a whole nother that's deep true. dive yeah. into kind of how we saw that roll out and mm-hmm. the bribery around it. And please understand, friends that are listening, listen, we truly know that COVID was a disease that we absolutely have to take seriously absolutely. because, absolutely. you know, it, and it was so much that we didn't know. Do you guys remember when we were seeing people in China in hazmat suits falling over in the streets? I mean, these were the things being shot. Do you remember that? Yeah. I saw it on TV and it was literally like, holy crap, what is happening? Yeah. So there was enough fear, right, to where when this approached American soil, I remember I was in California and I was like, get me home. Mm-hmm. I was in San Francisco where the first outbreaks were happening, oh, and I was and like, you gotta fly. and I got to fly, and I, and I was concerned they were going to cancel flights. I couldn't even get home. I mean, I was just picturing like a movie set, you right. know, basically. And um, so I, I think anytime you try to question the narrative, people say you're not taking it seriously. And right. all three of us will tell you we took it seriously. Absolutely. We take it seriously. But I will say I stopped watching the news. And I started going to, I think it's called Worldometers. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a website that will show you deaths daily from everything. Car accidents, cancer. That sounds like an amazing thing to I mean, look it's at, real Holly. depressing, yeah. right? It's really awesome. But here's why I did it. <laughs> Spark your joy daily <laughs> by looking at Worldometer. World <laughs> put it on my list. Let me write Woo! that down. <laughs> it was, don't worry, we'll add that to our link. <laughs> <laughs> and I started looking at deaths, like at, at cases versus deaths. And very early on, saw 98%, early on, 98% were surviving COVID. So that made my fears start to go down. Why? I was looking at facts. Mm -hmm. Then I would say to friends, well, guys, it's not looking like this is as deadly as we thought. And they would say, well, we don't know the long term. But these are the same friends who, when I say, well, what about the vaccine? And and they say, well, you should get it. And I'll say, well, we don't know the long term. Right. Exactly. I mean, which is it? Right. And so... So I get there are people who have had long haulers. There are people who have, I mean, I had a, a girl that I know in Canada who, yes. it took her a long time. She's still, yeah. she, she's she's still, still struggling, struggling with it. Yeah. But it's to, back to Kristen's point. I think what more and more of the science and that we're reading from these doctors who are on the front lines treating COVID, it's early detection and, and early treatment, treatment that mm-hmm. is preventing these things and we know that those who got it in those first what six months to a year they were just being sent home until it got bad and when it got bad then it was very hard to treat does that sound about right it's just really sad to know like looking back with the 2020 vision that 
Um, so many people could have been saved. So many lives. Yes. Hundreds of thousands of lives could have been saved potentially with information that was suppressed and censored. So, like, right? Yeah. And I mean, I, we'll never know, right? right? I mean, just, we won't and, know. and one other point is just not even taking into consideration immunity, yeah. like natural uh, immunity. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's talk think about, about that. that. I mean, like, <laughs> we. When have we never, like, even taken that into consideration? And this is another thing, too, when they're talking about mandates. I'm yeah. like, well, if you've already had it, think about the flu. Yeah. If you just had the flu, would you go get the vaccine two weeks later or yeah. a month later? Yeah. No. No. You'd at least wait till the next year. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Like, so this is where, and they're not taking it in, and there's actually studies showing now that it's actually more detrimental. It's worse. Yeah. To get the vaccine. Yes. If you've just, if you've had COVID. Yeah. But nobody knows because yeah. we don't have long-term data, and they're not checking. They're, they're not, not checking. Testing it, you know, like so. And they're it, just telling everyone to get it. Everyone to get it without taking yeah. that into consideration. And, yeah. and if the whole point yeah. is science and immunity and protection, yeah. When you are have immunity, whether it be from the vaccine or natural immunity, yeah. Immunity is immunity. That's right. 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 So that's right. So why does it matter I, how you I get have, it? I have questioned myself so many times. I'm like, is the, have I? We're like, are we crazy? Am I crazy? Are we crazy? I have still? literally gone and looked up the definition. And by the way, they have changed the definition of herd immunity. Oh. Oh, yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. I'll have to go back and look that too. Yes. That can be on another so, one. But, but there, there's a lot of things that are changing. And I'm like, I'm glad I've kept some of my old nursing school because I can So you can refer school. back to that. <laughs> but like... There's just a lot going on that just keeps making me question yeah. myself and what I yep. learned and what I remembered, yeah. but then going back and looking it up and validating. So yeah. just, I, you know, we're going to share links. There's just things that like, these are our just think moments, you know, yeah. that like, that we where started it all kind of hmm. started and snowballing. I yeah. always go back to Judge Judy. Chad and I used to watch Judge Judy. <laughs> yes. I loved her. She's the smartest little whippersnapper <laughs> yes. of a lady. I mean, she is. I love she's her. so, I mean, she... <laughs> Makes sense. She's logical. She's logical. She's That's fair. It. She doesn't take yeah. S-H-I-T right. no, and say a bad word. Okay. It's not um, explicit yet. <laughs> she's just so logic-minded. Logic and like Chad and I, I guess, are both like that. So we yeah. used to watch Judge Judy. And yeah. one of her famous taglines, she would say it almost every episode, is, if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. Yep. And I, that has stuck with me for years. Listen, like, if it doesn't make sense, it's, it's not, not true. true. And so to me, I have to look at, like, does this make sense? And if it doesn't, then... It may not be all the way false, right? But there's something there could be about truth it. in it, there but something's not it, but right. Something about it that is not true. My dad always said the truth is a puzzle, and he said when you have the truth, every piece of the puzzle fits together. In the moment you find a piece that doesn't fit into the puzzle, it it doesn't belong there. There's mm-hmm. something about it you need to revisit. That's that's not the right piece. He said that's how you find the truth because eventually the truth just attests to the truth to the truth right. to the truth. Right. And I think that's the that's where we're at. And I think people could sit here and if this is all new news to them, they could say, "Gosh, those girls are conspiracy theorists." We try really hard to stay very focused on what is true. And we understand that we sound like probably to some people conspiracy theorists, but boy, some of these conspiracy theorists have been proven right recently, well, right? That like that's the really crazy thing. The like easy, it's a shamer. It's right, a shaming it's word, easy, shaming term. Like derogatory thing to throw at someone when yeah. you think Ugh. that you don't want to hear what they have to say. Well, it goes yeah. back to when you can't attack. When you can't yep. attack the facts, facts, you attack the person. You attack the person. That's it. So that's an easy label to throw on somebody that you can't argue and with. And I've actually started doing that with people. And I, I don't mind. I, I really want, I invite, like yes. I said, we invite, invite the diversity and yes. conversation of thought and everything. But 
I have started learning. Um, one of our friends told us she was like, you know, instead of like trying to come back and defend yourself or whatever, go back and ask a question. Yeah. And I've actually done that with some people, and there have not been answers, or it's not been because they can't. anything that right. right. And yeah. so, and, and this is why we want to ask questions, and we have had the questions. And so, when I couldn't even answer it myself, or when I questioned myself, mm-hmm. I went to go figure it out myself. There I you fact go. checked myself. Yes. Which, by the way, don't believe the fact. Checkers. Oh, yes. That's a whole other podcast. Because we right saw that the fact checkers were fact checking things that ended up being proven true. And I think that's, again, if you don't know this yet, you can go look this up for yourself. Right. Like that actually was happening and it's probably is continuing to happen. So we share all of this with you to say we're inviting you into the conversation to look at this stuff for yourself. We're not telling you what to believe, what to think. We are saying, look at this for yourself. I remember, I love Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. I was listening to his podcast. He had Dave Chappelle on, also love Dave. And mm-hmm. Dave said, yeah, I got COVID. And he said, he said Joe, I got to be honest with you. I did what you said to do if you get COVID. Now, I think Joe Rogan had talked about if you get COVID, he had kind of regurgitated the frontline doctor's um, Mm-hmm. America's frontline doctors. Which, yeah. Yeah. yeah, America's frontline mm-hmm. doctors. He it was basically what like ivermectin, uh, hydroxychloroquine, vitamin D, vitamin C, something like that. Zinc. Zinc. Yeah. Or he zinc. said I just did. He said I ended up doing what you said, and within three days, I really was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our, our son had COVID. I mean, he's young, otherwise healthy. But we we've seen a lot of people who they that's the treatment they did and fared very well. Now we are not experts, but I yeah. think and we're even, not giving medical. We're advice. not giving medical advice. Not at all. <laughs> Please do not take it that way. Um, but I think when you see enough of that, it just provokes more questions around what's really going on here, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. so with that, guys, let's leave them since this may be the only podcast they ever listen to um, from us. Let's leave them with a few questions. So, one of the things I want to ask the audience is, did you have a hmm moment in 2020? Just that moment that you went, hmm, that's weird. And if you did, did you go look deeper and try to get that question or that hesitation resolved? If you didn't, I'm just curious why you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what is it that made you say, I don't don't feel like it. I don't want to. There's no shame. We're just, I'm just curious if that was you. Because I do think there's some people, it is just too hard to go take a look at this well, stuff it's and it's too painful it's time consuming too and uncomfortable and it's, it's and because it's challenging mm-hmm. what we're being told and it's challenging cognitive what dissonance. you cognitive, mm-hmm. dissonance. cognitive dissonance amy what about you you have a question that you would uh, want to leave well, i think them? my question would be um gosh i have a lot of questions <laughs> so going piggybacking off of yours um those of you 2020 you had zero questions like nothing you questioned nothing like how does that how do you do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> is that a good question now? yeah it's like, a good how question do you do that yeah. um but truly like i guess i just i'm just i would love to know are there people out there who this whole year the whole pandemic has gone by everything from you know the social distance the locking down the economies the masks the vaccines the mandates all of it and you're like yep that all sounds exactly right and what we need to be doing because I'm just curious. I would yeah. love to know. I like it. And I don't really know. I have lots of questions, but I would even love to know if y'all have questions for us. I would love to, I would oh, love yeah. to go ahead and yes. just start getting some awesome. questions. Yeah. No, you know? We can talk about things we can talk yes. about and address. Yeah. <clears throat> We're not experts really in anything, but mm-hmm. we are just like you. If you're listening, I promise we really are just like you. Just three girls who just decided to ask some questions and look for some answers. And coming from three different ideologies, 
you know, we were raised in three different ideologies. Right. Coming to a lot of the same conclusions, that's when we realized the divide in America probably wouldn't be the divide it is if there wasn't something constantly provoking it. Mm-hmm. That if we all sat down and we talked about some of these things and searched for the truth together, mm-hmm. we'd find we probably align on a whole lot more, right? So yeah, totally. with that, guys, we're going to continue this conversation. We're going to go into podcast number three. Yes. And yeah. we're going we're gonna to continue to do a deep dive. So please join us. We'd love for you to be a part of the conversation.